welcome to Get Fruitful Conversations. I'm your host, Anwyn Cooper, and if you're interested in growing a passion-fueled, purpose-driven enterprise and believe that business can be a force for greater good, then this is the podcast for you. Each episode, I'll be talking with inspiring entrepreneurs and inviting them to share how they're pioneering new ways of working to create more prosperity and positive impact for people and the planet. We'll be bringing you fresh insight and practical actions to generate more income and impact through your own business. Our purpose is to give you new perspectives on how to align your vision to a bigger mission in a way that fulfills your personal potential while also generating a longer lasting legacy and more value for all. So thanks for tuning in. I'm delighted you're here to listen. Now let's get fruitful with today's conversation. So my guest today is Jenny Kitchen, CEO at YoYo, created digital agency that prides itself on delivering experiences with impact. And Jenny's business is recently become a registered B Corp. They are also an Umbraco Gold Partner, certified site core solution partner, and specialist in disruptive technology, working with things like AR, VR, voice, and other exciting technologies. And YoYo have worked with some really big brands, including JP Morgan, Smith Medical, Mercedes-Benz, Marie Curie, and Universal Music. And Jenny is a really inspiring leader. I'm really excited to be speaking to her today. She's won some awards for her leadership and entrepreneurship. She's also a strong advocate for building sustainable business and prioritizing people and the planet alongside profit. She's been working at YoYo for 10 years now. And prior to that, she started off with a degree um, and actually has two degrees, which I think is very impressive. So her first BA was in linguistics and she then went on to get another degree in psychology. And she's become a chartered uh, marketer along the way with the Chartered Institute of Marketing. Um, as well as doing a number of other qualifications. And she's also a mental health first aider, which I think is a really valuable certification. Um, but yeah, most recently has taken her business through the process to become registered as a B Corp. And that's something that we're going to be talking about a lot today. So please welcome Jenny. Thanks for joining me, Jenny. Thanks for having me. So obviously the theme of these conversations is all about how people can use their businesses as a force for good. And that's something that I know you're really passionate about and you've been doing lots towards. So I want to just kick off with that question and ask you a bit about what business as a force for good means for you and Yo-Yo. Good question, good place to start. Um, I think it's always a really interesting one because um, especially when I started um, working with my business partner, Greg, 10 years ago, then at the time, the kind of idea of business as a force for good felt always a bit fluffy. Because what, what do you say to that? We're the, I think we, we did a brand strategy piece once. And it was like, well, we're just the good guys. We do good things. But that doesn't feel, that, that doesn't feel very commercial. It doesn't feel very sort of in line with business corporates and the sort of leaders that I guess I looked up to in the past. Um, but that has definitely changed over the last sort of five, six, seven years, I'd say. Um, and it's become much more sort of acceptable to stand up to say, you can actually strive for profit without being an idiot, without being 
just focused on the money side of things. You can do that whilst also considering the people and the impact that you have on the planet and actually striving for more in the world as opposed to just striving for money. Um, and so actually, I mean, the, the whole B Corp journey has been incredible for us because it has meant that it is it's a framework. It's a framework where, where we can not only sort of understand where we fit on the sort of scale of sustainable business, but also learn from the community and constantly sort of be involving our business in different ways. And once you start getting into this space and, and understanding what impact you can have, then it's kind of never ending. There are so many different parts to this to this sort of puzzle. And, and of course, alongside all of it, you need to be making profit as a business. We need to be making money in order to do all of the things that we want to achieve. Um, and so that's never sort of, that's never been forgotten, but it's all of those elements around how to, how to empower people, how to make them feel autonomous, how to live, be able to live their lives alongside work. So the personal side doesn't suffer, whether that's sort of stress or paternity, maternity, whether it's, um, you know, what they want to achieve in their lives. So we focus a lot on learning and development or we focus yeah, on mental health and making sure that people are sort of well looked after. We focus a lot on openness and transparency and, um, and again, making sure that people have that sort of autonomy. But then on the other side, on the sort of environmental side, then it's how can we be as good as possible and minimize the impact that we have on the world? So there's kind of simple things around becoming a paperless office or looking at your energy consumption, reducing travel, but also other things like, um, like at the moment we're going through, we're changing our bank. There are much better banking, banking kind of companies out there that have less impact on the planet and do, do more for people and, uh, and the sort of world around us. So it's just having kind of I guess using business as a force for good, I'm not saying we're whiter than white at all, we're really not, but it's just, it's a constant journey to kind of every week, every month, just reflecting in and saying, well, how can we, how can we be better? Is there a better way of doing it? And actually through that innovation and ideas, we actually create a better business as a result. One that yeah. sometimes doesn't, you know, people are worried that, can be worried that it costs more to, mm. you know, use environmentally friendly cleaning products. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah, sometimes it does cost a little bit more. But actually, there are other hidden benefits, or not necessarily that hidden, but whereby we spend less on recruitment fees because we attract people who want to work with a company that puts sort of purpose ahead or at least alongside profit. Mm. So this yeah, is really it's, it's not it balances out probably, or perhaps mm. there's an overall saving. Yeah. So um, I'm really interested to hear a little bit more about your B Corp journey. I'm sure there's a lot you could say, and obviously it's been quite a long process for you to go through that. Mm. Um, but would you just share sort of briefly in a nutshell for people who don't know what B Corp is, what is it? Um, why did you want to go through that process of registering and what was it like to go through it? What, what's involved <laughs> <laughs> so um so b corp itself it's um uh it's a framework it's a community it's a it's assessment basically um whereby businesses go through um a period of sort of uh, asking a bunch of questions you need to get 100 out uh, sorry you need to get 80 
um, out of 200. And those are all sorts of different things. Um, there's five sections to it um, around governance and how you run the business, around customers, around the supply chain, um, and uh, yeah, sort of the, the impact that your supply chain has on the planet and the world. Um, your workers, the people, and the environment itself. So all of the questions are sort of divided up into those um, into those areas. And that's what I mean about not, we're certainly not white and white and B Corp companies aren't necessarily doing all of that. And that's the whole part of it. It doesn't, you don't need to be absolutely at the top of the game for everything. It's just, um, you need to be doing a certain amount, a certain level of things across the organization. And so you go through that um, that process. It's quite lengthy and there's quite a lot in, involved in it, but I, I guess that's the benefit of it. It's not just a simple tick box exercise for then companies to turn around and say, yes, we're sustainable. It's actually, it's really in depth. And we've, we and other B Corp, we change our whole businesses around this. It's mm. not, the stuff isn't necessarily kind of foreign to us, but there was still a hell of a lot of work to do to make sure that every single aspect is sort of, or sorry, make sure as many aspects as possible are sort of ticked. Um, so you go through that, that's about sort of three or four months. Um, sorry, we did it in about three or four months, but that was because we were doing a lot of late nights and I really pushed us um, a lot around it. Um, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> I recommend giving yourself six months um, at a minimum. Um, but many spend sort of six to 12 months. It depends on the size of the organization and the complexity of, um, uh, of the business. Um, but then you're assessed by, um, by the B Corp team um, and you have to prove all sorts of all the different sort of aspects, whether that's taking a picture of the recycling systems that you've got in the business or um, submitting your policies around, um, uh, around the employee benefits, for instance. So it's about sort of, yeah, proving all of this aspect and then you get accredited, hopefully, if you pass. And it's a group of about, I think there's about 4,000 businesses now um, across the world, maybe a few more now. But over the last year, especially, I, I think the UK is just absolutely waking up to this and they are inundated um, at the moment. And there's there's quite a long waiting list. We're actually... Really? A waiting list? Wow. We're... Um, we're, we're quite involved with um, with B Corp. We're currently redesigning their website and doing oh, right. the education process and things Brilliant. like that. And just knowing, you know, they're working so incredibly hard. To yeah. That they're, they're, they're shocked almost about... Yeah, the massive success story. The absolute explosion over the last year. I think the, the pandemic has definitely meant, meant that businesses are just reassessing. People are reassessing. Mm. You know, what, what, there must be more to life than just endless growth and money searching so I think it's really it's a really interesting time yeah fascinating so um I want you to share a little bit about what you've learned along the way um not just going through the B Corp registration process but just in your 10 years uh working with Yo-Yo but also through your career to this point what would you say are the biggest lessons you've learned in business um and yeah, how that relates to business as a force for good. I think, I think over the years, I've either realised how little I do know <laughs> or become more confident in vulnerability mm -hmm. to be able to say 
actually, I don't know, or no, I'm not the best person to ask. You know, I'm, I'm one person and I, I research a lot, I learn a lot, I talk to a lot of people, but of course I know this about business in comparison to sort of, you know, once we, we there's 25 of us in the business, we pull together kind of all of our thoughts and all of the things that we know then it's far better for other people to make decisions across the business as opposed to just me. Mm. And so I think the, the lesson is kind of, well, there's several different parts to that. It's kind of, it's being comfortable and confident to say, I don't know, what do you think? It's also having a, a strong sort of um, framework or system in place across an organization to be able to empower others to make decisions and so there's there's different ways of doing it sort of the that sort of formal project management style of sort of creating races of who's responsible for this who's accountable for this who should be um kind of informed um or there's just more of a kind of understanding between people for me to just say this is not my decision to make you make that decision mm. and just being very comfortable sort of uh, around that um and then in the same way listening more than you talk <laughs> again I, I thought that sort of CEOs and MDs and leaders needed to be the ones always kind of having the answers and again it's just not the not the case and actually empowering and lifting up people and that's how I get inspiration from from others and from seeing yeah. them seeing them grow and develop in their careers and pushing them more to the forefront as uh, as opposed to myself I definitely get a kick from that um I think kind of the other the other element which I sort of learned really early on I didn't I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do but I thought I wanted to run a business and so when I left university then I enrolled in um SEMA management accountancy a Chartered Institute of Management Accountants and did quite a few financial um courses and I've always just been very sort of very interested in 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 finance and I think every business owner, every leader has to have a certain level of financial understanding. You just need to know your numbers. Yeah. Need to be able to kind of, yeah, understand, understand all the different aspects and all the different levers that you can sort of, that you can push and pull in order to, um, to make sure that you have that kind of financial security. And so we've always run the business sort of in a fairly, fairly cautious way when it comes to finance always making sure that we have good amount of savings invest in the right area and things like that so i definitely say finance training early mm. uh, early doors is uh, is key and then the last one it sounds a bit soppy but kindness just be kind just give yourself a break and lots of leaders talking to a friend of mine actually over the weekend works for a large global corporate and we were talking about how a lot of businesses give lip service to um, uh, perfection and mm. how perfection is evil. And actually we have a sort of fail fast kind of culture. And a lot of companies, it's just not true. You know, they yeah. really do try and seek out absolute perfection all the time. Yeah. And don't allow for those mistakes to happen. And then for the kindness to come in to say, that's okay, that's how we learn. Um, and so, yeah, that element of kindness, I think, is really, um, mm. is really key when it comes to leadership. Yeah, absolutely. So you talked a little bit there about what inspires you um, and what you enjoy about what you do. 
I was interested to hear a bit more about what motivates you, kind of what gets you out of bed in the morning, what, what are you working towards and yeah, what, what do you feel is the purpose that drives you in business? Hmm. So, so definitely the sort of the, the people side that has always, I've always been, people pleaser has always been a quite a negative term, but do you know what? I'm going to own that. <laughs> I'm going to own it. And that has always kind of inspired me, whether that's um, sort of our clients and that customer service that we create, um, or whether it's the team and the experience that they have working, working at Yo-Yo. Um, and that was always sort of part of our um part of our strategy from sort of day one is kind of creating somewhere where people love coming to work and so that that people piece um has always been a, a, a huge um inspiration I guess point for me um from the actual work itself like I am a problem solver and I love I love a big blank sheet of paper where there's just a problem statement and that's where I work with our clients in in well, the most enjoyable way for me, which is good because they get lots of benefit from it, but it's sort of, it's a huge benefit. It's a huge sort of um, motivator for me um, to have a problem whereby say, you know, where traffic is down, what do we do? How do we create and how do we get leads? How do we increase revenue? How do we increase donations? How do we create a culture of innovation? Those are the types of things that I love to, to sort of, to. Um, you know, I, I, I love solving those and I love having that blank slate to then get all of the team together and kind of brainstorm it in different ways and actually interact with the team, UX, design, development, project management, sort of strategy and things. And for us to problem solve it all in that way. Um, my brain is less focused on the detail, <laughs> if I'm honest. Once it kind of gets to that point that we've got a fantastic team of actually sort of project management who will see it through to the end. But I'm definitely that sort of... Um, blank slate kind of thinking yeah. that's, that's what that's what inspires me yeah, um brilliant. and I guess it will be the other aspect is the sustainability is the sustainability side it's it's given me such a amazing kind of structure um around my life of just feeling like I'm taking action mm. you know there's there's a lot of talk um at the moment um well there's been a lot of talk for a long time but that sort of eco-anxiety piece that I think a lot of people are experiencing right now of just actually the the world is a bit of a scary book can be seen to be a bit of a scary place and um there's a lot that we need to do in order to make it better um, yeah. if that's even achievable um but i think the way that things that sort of inspire me is always just the action and knowing that that there is action being taken otherwise i sort of um that anxiety can build up and so that's the part that, as I mentioned before, sort of weekly, monthly, just reflecting and just say, how can we be better? How can we be better at all times? And how can we do less, less damage? So where, whether that's developing sort of green hosting solutions or we're sort of carbon neutral right now um, and, you know, absolutely reducing our emissions as much as possible, but then working with partners to plant trees or to work with different communities around the world to sort of offset any of the damage that we're doing. It's not perfect. You know, ideally you wouldn't create anything to offset, mm. but that's unrealistic in, its, in itself, but it's about reducing it down and then sort of, and then offsetting. So that's also what inspires me to kind of every day to sort of try and keep getting better and better. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. 
So if you wanted to share some words of wisdom or top tips or advice for other people who are either thinking about starting a business or already running a business who want to make their business a greater force for good, what would you like to say to them? Um, I've, I've mentioned it already, but I think it's sort of worth reiterating here is sort of sometimes it can feel like it's a really huge mountain to climb and you don't need to be whiter than white. And it's about kind of doing those small kind of incremental steps and just focusing in B Corp. I'm a huge, I'm a B Corp ambassador. I'm a huge, huge advocate um, of it as a, as a system. But of course there are others sort of others out there and actually having, having something that you are always working through is really helpful. So then you don't feel sort of too alone with it all. Mm. Um, and there's lots of great books, um, Green Giants, um, I can't remember who wrote that actually, but Green Green Giants is a is a fantastic book to again just get inspired. I know exactly. <laughs> um, but it's looking at all sort of um, sort of major companies across the world and how they and how they um, use business business for good. Mm -hmm. So again, it provides a really good sort of stimulus and um, and interesting topics in there. Um, I think kind of not necessarily specifically with business for good but just in general then I think again reflecting often um is really useful so sometimes we've had it in the business where we're we're running at something we're running at something and we don't have the time to sit back yeah. actually we're running towards the right goal are we running towards the thing that is gonna make a big difference to to our lives the team's life the client's lives so that whole point around like no one understand why you're growing is really important you know we're we're sort of we're or i've grown up thinking that businesses are successful if they are mammoth you know mm. if, they're, if they're constantly growing more profit more revenue but actually you know again that reflection piece of why Mm. and I've always said to the team um, and myself and my business partner have always talked about it in a way of we want to grow we want to grow because we want to um, be able to achieve all these different elements and we need and we need growth to do that yeah but we care so much about the culture and what we've created that if we can't protect that we don't want to grow mm. So it's that sort of it's that it's that balance of just don't don't just seek growth at all costs. Yeah. Um, because I know several business owners that have grown and grown and grown and then come around going, I'm not happy. Mm. <laughs> the team's not happy, uh, the product is failing, you know. It, 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 so figure out compromise on their values or compromise on their vision. That's it. Burnout. Exactly. Yeah. And that's and just you mentioned sort of burnout and things and it is uh, mental health is just such a huge aspect and I'm a mental health first aid trainer we've got a counselor um who's on the books so any of the team can go to that person sort of whenever they need anonymously and we talk about it a lot in the business um but as I'm sure you know because you work with lots of different uh, companies but teams are really suffering and leaders are really suffering and there is a really um difficult piece around this of actually how do we how do we all protect ourselves and get ourselves sort of physically and mentally um sort of well mm. and that's you know there is only a certain amount that businesses can do 
but if there are kind of you know just stress exercise sleep rest all of those sorts of different things if businesses and business leaders can encourage that um but as well encourage it on themselves yeah <laughs> um, setting a good example setting a good example exactly yeah. um it's really it's really critical yeah brilliant well thank you we're going to have to wrap up in a moment because we're nearly out of time but before we go um i'd just like to ask you to share your contact details in a moment um and before that just uh, anything else that you're working towards at the moment kind of what are your big plans for the future what does the next step look like for you interesting um <laughs> for, for me we've we've been building up to the point that we're in um right now for a little for a little while in terms of the business structure um we had just before we went live you and i were sort of just chatting about the fact that last year the last 18 months have been a bit of a roller coaster as it has for most businesses but actually we've really stabilized over the last six months and we're growing at a great, at a really good rate in the way that we want to grow. Um, and so really what ideally um, I'd like it is for the business to uh, double, um, potentially even treble. Um, and at that point I would like to explore employee ownership um, oh, wow. and, and sort great. of change the, change the structure of the organization. So it's, yeah. uh, it's governed in a different way. Right. Um, and then at that point, probably more around sustainability consultancy um, yeah and looking at sort of how how I help out other businesses yeah you've, you've got so much to share from your own experience I think that's it and it's yeah. something that you know don't get me wrong I absolutely love everything that I do right now um but that's definitely a niche um yeah, in the, in the future. future yeah yeah brilliant well thank you um so yeah before we go please do let us know how can people get in touch if they want to know more about you or yo-yo um well ironically I, I had a couple of drinks the other night and managed to uh, or not managed to I was very angry at Zuckerberg and so I've managed to delete Facebook oh, and Instagram wow. you're one of those people I feel like that's a growing movement at the <laughs> and I'm like I've lost all my photos oh, no. but I but yeah there's a bit of a smugness to it but I'm <laughs> um but linkedin so um linkedin uh jenny kitchen and um also my email address is jenny at yayodesign.com um and our um url www.yayodesign.com so get in contact with me uh in in any way and whether it's sort of you know, leadership entrepreneurship uh, sustainable leadership um then happy to have conversations with anyone yeah, brilliant. Well, thank you again for your time and Pleasure. sharing your journey. It's been really great to speak with you today. Pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for listening in to today's Get Fruitful Conversation. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, I invite you to give us a five-star rating, leave a review, subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends and colleagues to check it out too. This will help us reach a wider audience and make sure you don't miss out on future episodes. If you'd like to get in touch, connect with other like-minded people in business and continue conversations about topics discussed here, then I'd love you to come and find our community online. It's free to join us. Just search for the Get Fruitful Business for Good group over on Facebook, visit my website, getfruitfulmarketing.com or click the links in the show notes. I'd love to hear what business for good means for you. Until next time, goodbye for now. <laughs>